I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. When you think of Netflix, chances are you are picturing that streaming platform with all your favorite binge-worthy shows. Am I right? But guess what? Netflix has gone beyond just streaming and dipped its toes into the lucrative merchandise world. In June 2021, it started its online store called Netflix.shop, basically enabling you to take your love for your favorite shows to a whole new level. Now the thing is. Netflix isn't the first entertainment company to cash in on the merchandising race. Disney and Warner Bros have long been dominant players in the licensing industry, generating significant revenue from merchandise sales. While Disney reporting 56.2 billion dollars and Warner Bros earning 15 billion dollars in licensed merchandise sales last year, these industry giants have successfully capitalized on their popular franchises. But why is Netflix betting on merchandising in the first place? Well, for starters, many companies in the industry have worked tirelessly to create iconic intellectual properties that span movies, series, games, and merchandise. Think Marvel, DC, Harry Potter, and Star Wars. However, the problem has always been sticking in the game. You see, nurturing such IP takes years of efforts and consistency. And well, I guess. Netflix wants to do the same. It is leveraging its own popular content to mark its presence in the merchandise market in a relatively short time. Plus, the streaming company saw a recent slowdown in subscriber growth, and now the company is looking to expand its revenue streams. And merchandise is a strategic move to keep the Netflix brand flourishing on multiple fronts. In fact, since Jan 2022. Netflix.shop has been attracting an average of 337,000 monthly visits. However, in July 2022, things really hit their peak with 900,000 monthly visits. Interestingly, that was the same month the final episodes of Stranger Things season 4 was released. Fast forward to early 2023, monthly visits have climbed to an average of 502,000, and the reason? Personalized exclusive experiences. Consumers are more inclined to make a purchase when brands provide personalized experiences, and Netflix knows exactly how to tap into that feeling of personalization and exclusivity. It has even been offering exclusive deals on limited edition items and collaborating with influencers to drive sales from its stores. Reportedly, Netflix has also been going the extra mile to win the merchandise world through collaboration. Recently, Netflix partnered with the non-alcoholic beer brand Athletic Brewing. to introduce limited edition co-branded brews. One of the first in its unique lineup is Geralt's Gold, a beverage inspired by the Geralt of Rivia from the series The Witcher. Similarly, Netflix also collaborated with Lacoste on a fashion collection. And a bigger milestone, Netflix's partnership with Walmart. In 2021, Netflix kicked off its merchandise sales on Walmart's website. The partnership was extended in 2022. making Netflix merchandise available in 2400 plus stores as Netflix diversifies its revenue streams with gaming and merchandising alongside streaming will the brand be the jack of all trades and master of none only time will tell
For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you read yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I am Farheen Khan, and this is the deep dive for 8th June 2023. Sequoia Capital, the renowned global venture capital firm with an illustrious history, is undergoing a significant transformation. Sequoia became a legendary investor courtesy of its early investment in companies that have become household names today. Think Apple, Cisco, Google, even the recent US tech stocks Darling, Nvidia. But it didn't stop there. Its China affiliate hopped onto the bandwagon by backing the likes of Pindodo early. Its India and Southeast Asia firm went on an investment spree during the unicorn run of 2021 backing everyone from cred to Baiju's. And yesterday, it did something that wasn't entirely expected, but could also change the way venture capital firms look at foreign outputs. It undertook a radical three-way split, with its Sequoia China, now called Hongshan, and Sequoia India, now rebranded as Peak XV Partners, operating as separate entities with independent partnerships. The split was confirmed when the Sequoia leadership directly informed limited partners about their decision in a letter signed by Rulof Botha, Neil Shane and Shailendra Singh. The split, as it were, is expected to be formalized by March 2024. Which neatly brings us to why now? There's some geopolitics at play here for sure. Think US and China for starters. Even though Elon Musk, whose Twitter is Sequoia-backed by the way, waxed lyrical about China during his last trip. Things aren't exactly hunky-dory between the two countries. The China hawk in the White House, Joe Biden, is actively pursuing measures to limit the outflow of US funds into China, specifically into important sectors such as artificial intelligence, chip-making, among other things. In a broader sense, this looks like a strategic approach to impede China's advancements in critical technologies crucial for national security such as artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and semiconductors. President Biden has also sought backing from allied nations at the G7 summit in late April to support his proposed measures aimed at restricting foreign investments in China. Now, you may ask what Sequoia has to do with it. Well, it has been a significant player in the global growth story that Chinese consumer internet is today. It was an early backer of Chinese e-commerce giant Pindodo and it poured billions into TikTok maker ByteDance, along with fellow American funds such as General Atlantic and Tiger Global. Now, this is the same Biden administration that hasn't hesitated in taking a stronger view on China, expressing its willingness to ban TikTok. To quote Jessica Lesson, the founder of technology publication The Information, the only reason the firm did a 180 and broke apart the very funds it drew closer was that it felt that the only way to protect its investments, especially its huge stake in ByteDance, that's worth about $20 billion on paper, end quote. Needless to say, Sequoia wants ByteDance to IPO, and soon. Again, here's what Lesson had to say. Maybe Sequoia Capital's partners believe a Hong Kong IPO of ByteDance will become easier to sell to the Chinese government If ByteDance's second-largest investor isn't the best-known U.S. investor, at least under its new name. We also know the U.S. investors in Sequoia Capital felt under pressure to invest in the China funds. And noticeably, 
Sequoia China's activities have felt the impact of changing dynamics, resulting in a slowdown. Crunchbase data highlights a significant shift as the firm raised an impressive $9 billion in July 2022. However, the number of deals executed between Q3 2022 and Q2 2023 dwindled to 62, in stark contrast to the 177 deals completed between QR 2021 and QR 2022. Now, this decline can be attributed to the US dollar venture capital funds scaling back their investments, driven by China's aggressive regulatory crackdown on the consumer internet industry over the past three years. And even in general, amidst a global economic slowdown and rising interest rates everywhere, venture capitalists worldwide have adopted a more cautious stance. In addition to existing challenges, Sequoia China or the newly rebranded Hongshan will encounter the obstacle of competing against local venture capital firms within China's evolving landscape. And like I hinted above, this separation is a strategic move. Even as the information article points out, Sequoia US-based investment partners and institutional investors will continue to reap the rewards from their stakes in renowned Chinese startups, including ByteDance, the company behind TikTok, which is valued at approximately $20 billion. Plus, as per the agreement in place, the profit-sharing arrangement between Sequoia's US and China investment partners is expected to conclude by the end of the year. However, it reportedly does not affect the investments made by Sequoia Capital's US employees in existing Sequoia China funds. So, while the Chinese entity might end up struggling, this split looks like a win-win for Sequoia US. And as for peak XV partners led by Shalindra Singh, it already raised funds last year, totaling to $2.85 billion. Now, the problem is that the Morning Context article points out most of the firm's funds remain unspent. So, with a limited life cycle for each fund, Singh faces the task of deploying these funds within the next few years. Additionally, this three-way split also means that Peak XV will have to approach its limited partners once again to secure recommitments to the fund. And that's not all. The last few months have posed challenges for Sequoia India. Several of its investments, including Trell, Go Mechanics, Zilingo, BharatPay, and Baiju's, among others, have faced significant setbacks or failures. The situation reached a point where, in April 2022, Sequoia Capital India had to address allegations of fraudulent practices involving certain portfolio startups. So, the real question now is how the spin offs will fare in their respective regions without the Sequoia brand backing them. Moreover, Sequoia's decision may trigger a domino effect as well, with other venture firms with a US parent, think Lightspeed and Axel, contemplating similar moves in the near future. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast, so feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was written, researched and produced by Manaswini and Charmika, edited by Vinkat Anand and Soumya Gupta, mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.